0: This is Full Circle, looking back at the beginnings of today's contemporary Christian music. Now, Now, here's your host, Jerry Bryant.
2: Hi, everybody. This is Jerry Bryant. And I'm excited about this particular episode because I found the lost coin. Rejoice with me. I'll tell you all about what happened. It was an answered prayer. And during a recent visit to Southern California, I reconnected with an old friend. We spent the afternoon together talking. And you'll hear that conversation and the music from my special guest a little later on. But for now, let's get the music rolling. Now, Paul Clark was an early pioneer of Jesus music who begins things off on a very mellow note with a classic custom LP called Songs for the Savior. This would later be picked up by the Creative Sound Label. It's a lovely and simple expression of the things that Paul dealt with in his first few years of his salvation, mostly gentle, melodic acoustic ballads, Inspired by the Holy Spirit, as the title suggests. Now in the liner notes, Paul encourages those who hear this album to listen closely to these songs and to read the scriptures and comments included. So for the feature track, he was inspired by a number of scriptures including Hebrews 3, 7-9 and chapter 4, 1-12 and various scriptures from chapter 15, 16 and 17 from the book of Exodus along with 1 Corinthians 10, 1-13. Paul states that in your walk with the Lord, I'm sure all have had wilderness experiences. Instead of mumbling and grumbling, let us fix our eyes upon the Lord and trust in Him. With the song, In the Wilderness, here's Paul Clark.
3: Have you ever had the feeling that you were all alone? Why even your best friends seem gone? Once you were riding on the wings of happiness But now you're lost in the wilderness Mm -hmm. In the wilderness Moses and the people wandered aimlessly for forty years Some died from hunger, some from fear They didn't take heed to the Lord God and Master's voice To walk in faith and rejoice Mm. In the wilderness I said rejoice be crossed in 14 days, but it can take a lifetime if you go astray, so put down your mumbling and your grumbling and sing a song, just walk in the spirit and it won't be long. The wilderness is gone.
2: Yes, there are times we are in the wilderness, but be encouraged. Jesus will bring you out. Paul Clark. As a matter of fact, that's one of the reasons for this radio show to encourage you in your journey. We don't preach, we don't condemn, but we share the memories of those who walked this way before and through God's Holy Spirit, influenced an entire generation toward truth. And you'll be hearing more of those memories and songs on this Full Circle show. Stay tuned. This is Jerry Bryant, and we're looking back to where it all began they called the early CCM simply Jesus Music. Now one early Jesus Music artist was John Mailer who started playing drums at an early age after being influenced by his dad and by the time he was 22 he'd gained recognition, became a local celebrity in his hometown. And then the summer of 1970, one of John's former bandmates, Tommy Coombs, came to town with his band, Love Song. The band talked with him about how the Lord had changed their lives and how they were sold out to him. And as a result, John rededicated his life and his talent to Jesus. And wouldn't you know, they asked him if he'd be interested in joining the group and playing full time for Jesus, to which he said, yes, and the rest is history. After Love Song disbanded, John became a session drummer, put out a solo record in 1982, titled Bow and Arrow, inspired by Proverbs 3.5 written especially for those who feel like they've been in a wilderness. It reads, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. John loves scriptures, and in his bio he wrote, When I first met Jesus, the most logical place for me to start my new life was within His actual words. In my King James Bible, those words happened to be printed in red. Almost 40 years have come and gone. Now the Holy Spirit has taught me well how I may live a life that is pleasing to Him. Today, as in my beginning, He says the same thing to me, simply and directly. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. And that time I needed things simple and direct, still do. See if you can tell what Jesus Music Veteran does the guest guitar solo on this track. Here's John Mailer, and trust in the Lord. in the Lord. John Mailer, on Full Circle. Back to where it all began. So who is the guest solo guitarist? Mr. Phil Kagey, of course. Now you can find out more about John at www.johnmaylor.com. That's John Mailer, M-E-H-L-E-R, Mailer.com. You might want to check out the Psalm 150 drum solo on his site. Well, the interview that I'm just about to share with you (laughs) just almost didn't get on the radio program, but I believe God heard my prayer and helped me find my lost coin. Do you remember that parable that Jesus told in Luke 15, 8-10 about the widow who had lost a coin? She tore the house up, (laughs) looked everywhere, and finally, after a diligent search, she found it and invited everyone to rejoice with her. She said, Rejoice with me for I have found the coin which I had lost. Just so I tell you, there is joy before the angels of God over one sinner who repents. Well, I didn't lose a coin, but I did lose the M.D. player and mic that I'd recorded this next interview on shortly after my last trip to Southern California. And even after turning my studio upside down, I couldn't find it for two months. So I prayed. Call it silly if you will. I prayed, God... Remind me of where I put it. Give me a picture, an impression, a reminder, something. See, I believe that because I have a personal relationship with my Creator, we're connected, and that just like in scriptures, He can reveal things to my heart. So after a time of praying and waiting, nothing. (laughs) So I prayed and waited some more, and sure enough, one morning I had the slightest impression, something that made no sense to me, but nonetheless an impression to look in the trunk of my wife's PT Cruiser. Well, I didn't follow up on that thought immediately, but a couple of days later I had the thought again, so I checked it out, and wouldn't you know that tucked away in the trunk well was the lost coin. I mean, the mic and the recorder. I guess I'd taken it downtown Nashville one night anticipating I might see someone I'd like to interview. Well, I did some rejoicing, for sure, and I was able to retrieve this next conversation. My special guest is Bob Bennett. We caught up to each other near Costa Mesa and spent the afternoon together recalling the days of early Jesus music influences. So, Bob, what were those early days like starting out? I mean, do you have any special memories of the Jesus movement of the 70s?
4: Well, I I actually kind of came a little late to the party because I didn't get back in and around church until uh, the early part of 1977. And by then, a lot of the classic Jesus music artists had kind of already been there and done that by the time I'd gotten on the scene. But of course, like they say on those ads on TV about television shows, if you haven't seen it, it's new to you. It doesn't matter if it's a repeat or not. So I gradually began to discover who these people were, and I snuck through the side door of that because uh, at the time I had a, a roommate, a fellow named Dan Rupel who uh, is uh, one of the founding members of the uh, comedy team, Isaac Airfreight And we have been best friends since we were 10 years old. And at the time, in the uh, mid to late 70s, we worked at a record store out here in Southern California, just a regular old record store called Licorice Pizza for the vinyl. That's, what, that's the, That was the joke. It was a licorice pizza. You know, with a lot of folks, when you start reading the New Testament or hearing the gospel, it's, it's almost as if the Spirit of God begins to orchestrate everything so that everywhere you turn you're being wooed, you're being courted, you're being reminded. That's what It's like when you buy a car and all of a sudden you see the same model all over the highway. So this is what was happening to me. And and as I mentioned, I worked at this record store and we got a chance to borrow records. This was during the heyday of the 1970s. So we could actually borrow records from the store, take them home, play them, and then bring them back, throw them in the defective pile, and they'd ship them back to the record company as defectives. And that's how they stopped employee pilfering within the store. Well, Dan and I started to check out and bring home Christian music albums. And this was during the time where I was really trying to figure out what being a Christian was all about, whether this was for me. Well, I came home one night and I put on an album called um, Love Broke Through, which is Phil Keggy's second album. And on that album, there's a song called Is the Ruin Falls. That song is based on a poem by C.S. Lewis. And that song totally knocked me out because what Lewis talks about on the lyric is he basically talks about his own self-centeredness. And that was my inroad to figuring out what my sin might be. I was so not biblically literate that I said, "Well, I'm a nice guy, and I haven't murdered anybody, and I don't cheat on my taxes that much, and I don't, you know." But when the but when the equal sign got put, sin equals self-centeredness. That was the ball game. So to this day, uh, I I remember listening to that album and just being completely broken down by it.
0: my lack I see the chasm and everything you are was making my heart to a bridge by which I might get back from exile and grow men and now the bridge is breaking
2: Peggy. And as the ruin falls, from the writings of C.S. Lewis, from Phil's second album, Love Rook Through, a song that really spoke truth to a young Bob Bennett, a tool in the hands of the Holy Spirit in capturing his heart. And having a chance to get Bob to recall those early days was a highlight of my last West Coast visit. Let's continue as I ask Bob about the influences of his particular style of Music
4: Well, influence-wise, I I grew up during what uh, comedian Martin Mull calls the great folk music scare of the 60s. And uh, so I was listening to my older brother's record collection, and that was, you know, Peter, Paul, and Mary, the Kingston Trio, the Limeliters, Bud and Travis, Burl Ives, uh, Lead Belly, you know, all that stuff and so that's the, the and then once I flirted with the Beatles and rock and roll then the whole singer-songwriter thing kicked in. Of course Dylan is probably a seminal person for that but then all of a sudden on the scene your James Taylors and Joni Mitchell and uh, Jackson Brown and, and uh, people like that started showing up and uh, that was a huge influence and I think uh, you mentioned Roby and uh, folks like that I think these days, when you say the word singer-songwriter, it means kind of a, probably an acoustic, kind of whiny, navel-gazing kind of person. But I would, I would refer to it more as, a, as song-centric. The song drives everything. So I think that any time there were good songs to be heard, that was my, my entree into listening to someone's artistry. Uh, I, one of the great examples, and again, a guy who to this day remains hidden, is Mark, the late Mark Hurd. Was doing some fabulous work back in the day, and um, I, th- for I think that that the singer-songwriters of of any genre, not just Christian music, uh, connect very deeply with people because the musical language and the lyrics are are really getting at some of the major issues of life. The the music reminds us that even though our experiences may be different, but but in the, we're, we're in this common boat. We're in this human boat and we're sharing a lot of the same uh, dynamics of life and death. And uh, so that that was very, very important to me in the beginning.
2: Let's hear a classic from the late Mark Hurd. And you'll see later on how it influenced the style Bob Bennett adapted. Here's Epistle, Mark Hurd, on Full Circle. Back to where it all began.
5: sit and read this letter I'm amazed I'm feeling better What is written to the soul seems as fresh and wasted never To realize, compose a
2: Mark Hurd, an epistle, an early influence on our special guest, Bob Bennett. (laughs) Say, if you're enjoying these memories, both Bob and I'd appreciate hearing from you. If you have a special question for Bob, I'll forward it on to him, or you can check his website and email address at www.bob-bennett.com. That's bob-bennett.com. You know, I really do enjoy doing this classic show. And I've appreciated so much your many letters of encouragement. And those who've asked, how do I help in sponsoring the show? Well, if you feel like you'd like to help underwrite part or all of an upcoming episode, write me. I'll tell you how. Write info at fullcirclejesusmusic.com. That's info at fullcirclejesusmusic.com. And like I often say, if you missed part of the particular episode or you'd like to hear it again or share it with someone go to www.videorocket.com. That's videorocket.com, or type in Full Circle Jesus Music at the iTunes Store, and you can download it onto your iPod device. Now let's get back to our conversation with Bob Bennett and hear one of his most memorable songs.
4: The music business is very much driven by numbers, even the Christian music business. And there's a lot of nice people and a lot of nice motives but at the end of the day, it really is a how many units did we move type of operation. And that's not to be nasty, that's just let's let's open our eyes and see that that's the fact. So back then, um, I thought, well, I didn't sell very much in my first album. So in a, in a conventional sense, I'm not very successful. But I started to think about ways of measuring success that don't have anything to do with sales or statistics or numbers. And well, we kind of do the same thing in church. We do a nose count at the end of the service to find out how many people came forward. Um, very rarely do we count the number of people that are there five years later. We don't do that math. We don't, we don't, we don't worry about the attrition rate of converts. We just worry about the nose count at the, at the front of the altar. And uh, so I wanted to write a song that addressed that, and that's a little bit of what where Matters of the Heart was headed.
2: Of the Heart, Bob Bennett. Released by CBS Priority and named Album of the Year by CCM Magazine in 1982, and later named one of the top 20 Christian albums of all time. Produced, recorded, and mixed by Jonathan David Brown. We've got lots more. Stay tuned.
0: Full Circle. circle.
4: Hi, this is Bob Bennett. You're listening to Full Circle with Jerry Bryant. Classic Jesus music looking back to where it all began.
2: Bruce Coburn brings us this next song also in the acoustic vein of our featured guest, Bob Bennett. Like Bob, Bruce is also an extraordinary songwriter taking his palette from the adventures of life that have unfolded into his path. From the beauty of his native Canada to the jungles of South America... He finds God's handiwork wherever he finds himself expressing it with the talent of a true poet. Here's All the Diamonds in the World, Bruce Coburn.
6: All the diamonds in this world that mean anything to me are conjured up By wind and sunlight sparkling on the sea I ran aground in a harbor town Lost the taste for being free Send some gold chased chip to care. Still grow greener when you pray. Silver scales flash bright and fade in reeds along the shore like a pearl Crystal swan in a sky of suns His ship
3: comes
6: shining.
2: Bruce Coburn In his early acoustic days from his 1974 album Salt, Sun and Time With the song All the Diamonds in the World which he said was his father's favorite song written by his son. And one of my favorites as well. Well, I've been talking with Bob Bennett, my special guest on Full Circle. Bob set up this next classic for us, a song called Carpenter Gone Bad.
4: Well, I think that the song is actually perhaps in in the pluralistic world that we live in now is is perhaps even, even more meaningful than when I first wrote it. Um, The song itself came uh, uh, the oddest way. I had found a book in a bookstore. It was written by a British actor who was also Jewish named David Kossoff. And Mr. Kossoff wrote a book called The Book of Witnesses. And what he did is he very skillfully used the dramatic device of writing monologues for various characters in the gospel stories. But he didn't stop at just the people that were mentioned, he also implied, well, what would a childhood friend of Jesus have thought? What would one of the Roman guards at the garden tomb have thought? And in this imagination, he created these monologues that move the narrative forward. Well, that got me thinking, what if I was one of those eyewitnesses? What if I was the one hearing this rabbi preach? What would I think? Uh, and, but the the song also is rooted in uh, very early on in my uh, Bible study and in my going to church I heard about what they call the Lord Liar Lunatic Trilemma which is that essentially the three basic alternatives for assessing Jesus and his claims is that he was a world-class liar he was crazy and didn't know that he wasn't telling the truth or he was the genuine article and uh, so I, I uh, the chorus of Carpenter Gone Bad plays off of that. There's a man
7: down in the street Says he's the Messiah Telling people He is the chosen one Says that he is in the Father And the Father's in the Son nets made full of fish, blind eye, see. Didn't you used to work with wood in Galilee? Yours alone Yours alone Grant us bread to eat this day And as we forgive, take our sins away
2: Carpenter Gone Bad, and Yours Alone from my special guest, Bob Bennett, two songs I've played a lot of those early Jesus Solid Rock radio show years. Bob, how did you get the song Yours Alone?
4: I think, I remember I was, I think the, the idea came that I was sitting in a church that had a prayer book that used a liturgy, a lectionary, and, um, and I saw that some of the most familiar prayers had been rewritten and restated. And I saw the glasses being half full. I didn't say, well, you know, boy, why are they trying to change all that stuff? It's good enough just the way it is. Sometimes when something is familiar, restating it can be a way to get you back in touch with how important and how profound the familiar is. So yours alone was my attempt to, uh, to write a, a, a sort of rhyming version of the Lord's Prayer, but not because there's anything wrong with the original. But I hope that when people hear the song, they'll be reminded of just... You know, how unspeakably profound those words are in the original form that Jesus gave them.
2: Years along with Bob Bennett, who also wrote the song with the late Robbie Duke. What are your memories of the late Robbie Duke?
4: Well, he, he is a character in the classic sense of what a character. When you say, man, that guy's a character. He was a character in spades and uh, just a wild man. But, uh, you know, I mean, the the... Probably something that you, Jerry, know very well that your audience may not know is that most artists that you run into, the couple hours that they play on stage is the best time of their life. The other 22 hours, they may just be certifiably loons. Uh, They may just be flaky people. They may be socially awkward people. I've met a lot of artists who are very awkward. Uh, But when they get on stage and they start to do that thing, they seem very self-assured. They, they uh, can all of a sudden relate to a thousand people where relating to one person might be a little more difficult. So Roby was a very, very eclectic man, but such, a, um, such a, an encouragement and uh, just a font of musical ideas. I mean, you go back and listen to that work. He had more groove in his little finger than I have in my whole body. I mean, that, that whole, I come from Mississippi, I can groove better than you can thing was operative from start to finish with
2: Stop Running, The Late Roby Duke, on Full Circle with Jerry Bryant. Now my special guest is Bob Bennett, and I'll have time for just one more song, but let me give you my mailing address one more time as well. Maybe you'd like to let me know what you think of the show, offer some support. Write me this week at info at fullcirclejesusmusic.com. That's info at fullcirclejesusmusic.com. Now, I've really enjoyed doing this episode of Full Circle with my special guest, Bob Bennett. And there's this one song that's spoken to me more than any other of Bob's songs. You know, I think it's because we often remember our mistakes, our past sins, with shame and condemnation. And until we cut the anchor of regret, we'll never really sail into peaceful waters. Talk about the song, Lord of the Past.
4: Lord of the Past was based on a, a, a brief conversation that I was having with my good friend Michelle Pilar. We were actually in a studio doing background vocals for a Karen Lafferty album. She's the woman who uh, perhaps most famously wrote the chorus, Seek Ye First, that all of us could sing in our sleep if we had to. It's such a wonderful, wonderful chorus. And uh, so I hadn't seen, for Mich- uh, seen Michelle for quite a while. And we were trying to do that, you know, let's catch up all at once conversation. And she said to me, you know, Bob, I'm learning how to make him, meaning the Lord, I'm learning how to make him the Lord of my past. And I said, I'm going to write that song. And that's where it comes from. The basic premise is this. Long after the forgiveness issue is taken care of, sometimes we still bear the consequences of things that we have done or failed to do or things that happened to us. We have a tendency to think that because we're new creatures in Christ, because we're seated in heavenly places, that there are certain pains and certain sorrows that are just going to disappear, or that we get to sweep them under the rug now, or that they don't matter. The fact is, there are a lot of card-carrying, spirit-filled, Bible-believing Christians who struggle with stuff, and sometimes it's not safe to even talk about that. You've got to put on your Stepford smile, and you've got to act a certain way, and because we're all in church, don't you know? And Lord of the Past was my prayer that that I would give God as much jurisdiction as I can manage over all of the secret stuff, all the painful stuff, all the chronic stuff that still besets me to this day. I think that God is is not only a God of forgiveness, but He's also the Lord of the consequences. He's the Lord of the process of salvation, not just a one-time action, but that we put one foot in front of another And we work out our salvation with fear and trembling. But fortunately, we do that with the Spirit of God on our side.
7: Every harsh word spoken Every promise ever broken to me Total recall of data in the memory Every tear that has washed my face Every moment of disgrace that I Every time I've ever felt alone Lord of the here and now Lord of the come of me I want to believe somehow That you can heal these wounds of yesterday So now I'm asking you To do what you want to Oh, how I want you to be the Lord of the past. All the chances I let slip by, all the dreams that I let
2: of the past from my special guest Bob Bennett released by Urgent Records in 1989 and once again produced by Jonathan David Brown thanks for listening until next time keep your eyes to the sky and let your light shine this is Jerry Bryant Full Circle is recorded in the Jesus Solid Rock studios in Nashville Tennessee written by Russell Baum and engineered by Jeff Kane Full Circle
1: is a JSR production
0: This is Full Circle.